This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 121. It is Mother's Day weekend. Let's get ready to talk some football. This show is available live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Click the bell for notifications every time we go live and uh, upload content. I've got some news about that a bit later on for the weekend. And of course, you can keep it just football by following at AC Footy Show on all social media platforms. And uh, if you prefer the audio versions of your podcasts, then you can get uh, the audio versions of every show we do, every interview we do at uh, your favourite radio podcast platform, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, even Audible, where you buy audiobooks, you will find Ace Podcast Nation and the Andy Campbell shows there to download. But uh, just as we do wait for those various platforms that I mentioned, to uh, just for the chat to fill up a little bit, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever for all their support around the show. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages or indeed their website, the links to which are in the description below or at the closing credits at the end of the show. Today's sponsor, as it is every show, is none other than Bespoke Financial. And uh, we are very pleased to have them on board as a partner and a sponsor. Dan Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away a free will at the moment worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So uh, check him out. Give him a call 
do not miss out on what is an incredible offer. He's looked after the, the main man, Mr. Campbell, for various policies over the years, including the critical illness, the uh, the injury cover. There are They are truly top of their field. They provide award-winning service. They're branching out of the northeast. Let's help them do so because we are very proud to partner with such a top-class brand. You'll see a little ad from them a bit later. And, of course, I encourage you to contact them and see if they can uh, do something to help you in these tough times for everyone. And uh, with no further ado, let's get into the show. I am joined as ever by my co-host, the co-host with the most. He is the gold collector, the fox in the box, still the king of the Millennium Stadium, still killing QPR dreams, the speed demon, the goal machine, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Davy Jones, his favourite son. Mr. Andy Campbell, welcome, my friend. How are you? Good evening. Yeah, uh, fantastic, mate. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long week. Um, seems like it's been a longer week because there hasn't been much championship football during the week. So it's um, it's it's still been interesting with um, with a couple of pre- um, Champions League games, etc. But yeah, it seems like a long, long week with um, uh, not a great weekend um, for uh, for my two clubs. So I'm sure we'll, we'll we will dig deep on both. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend. There's some big, big games coming up. Big games. Indeed, indeed. Gavin's having a go at me already. Yes, we like opinions, opinions, opinions. I love it. Well, one thing it's I will say, sir, I'd like to start with uh, start with a uh, get get well get well soon to Joe Bennett. He had his operation yesterday. I think he's using social media to uh, to keep people updated and 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 to, to follow his progress. So he had his operation yesterday. Success. Um, so yeah, wish him well because uh, Joe's uh, Joe's a friend um, first and foremost, but uh, he's a footballer who wants to get back playing. He's uh, He'll be a little bit worried because he's out of contract in the summer, but uh, I'm sure that the club will look after him and he's, he's good enough if he gets himself fit. He'll either get into the contract at Cardiff City, I believe, or, or he'll uh, he'll go back to the same similar level, if not higher. He will, mate. He will, indeed. He's, um, when he's good, he's very good, I've got to be fair. Yeah. Um, and I think since the new manager's come in, I think he's been exceptional, uh, being one of the standout players for Cardiff, in fact. So... Um, I'm sure he'll be fine, but uh, let's have a look. So what we're going to do, mate, uh, just before, as usual, before we get into the championship team by team, we're going to do a little bit of uh, a bit of chat about other stuff. And uh, tell me why. So I'm going to ask you a couple of couple of questions, which are neither really championship related. One maybe championship related next year, but uh, let's have a little a little look at these. See what you can give us in 60 seconds. Go for it. Okay, so I forgot to get my timer up, which is always handy. Uh, the first question, my friend, is sort of championship related. It is um, tell me why it's crazy that Chris Wilder is set to leave Sheffield United, and uh, his time starts now. Uh, well, I'm very lucky that uh, Chris Wilder was my old manager, so I know exactly how he works, how good he is. Um, so when people talk about him leaving the football club, for me, it's absolute madness. Um, they're on about bringing a director of football in and changing the whole dynamics of the football club. Um, listen, for the position they were in, I think they had two points um, about six weeks ago, and look where they are now. He's, they've given them f- themselves a fighting chance. He's picked them up so so much. Yes, it does look like they're going to get relegated to the championship, but. Not, they haven't got a big club, they're not a big budget. They relied on the supporters' side. Last season, they relied on supporters so much to, to get the extra points. And, 
and 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 away away fans, home fans, away games that they relied on on upsetting fans and the way that they played and and players respond to that. And this year it just hasn't happened because of I believe of that reason he's he's got a very good squad and if he's given time next season he will take them back up from the championship. I believe that you know what I mean. So for me, given that opportunity, let him take Sheffield United back to the Premier League and. Um, or let him go upstairs himself and be director of football and let him work with the manager underneath him because he is Mr Sheffield United. So, that was impressive, mate, to uh, to do that on the fly because I don't tell you what these subjects are, so it's impressive 60 seconds, mate. Um, there's a few issues there for me. There's been rumours of uh, some big issues between Chris Wilder and the club's owner, Prince Abdullah. Um, the owner seems to feel that he gave them some, you know, significant funds for new players. They signed Rian Brewster. They signed Ollie McBurney over the last couple of seasons. I think, realistically, look, they have spent a lot of money. Yeah, but Overp- overpaid, com- side, overpaid on, overpaid on certain players. It's a lot of money, mm. but to, to 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 go from a championship club to a top tier Premier League club, it's probably not a lot of money. But to a championship club who's just come up, yeah. you know, it has, it is a lot of money, um, and I agree they probably have overplayed. Like the, with Rian Brewster, I think they paid more for his age, and yeah. the fact that I think they also they also the overpaid side with 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 a player because uh, would a player want to go to Sheffield United? What's gonna What's yeah, gonna entice him there? So you know what I mean? They've got to entice him with something. They've got to entice the club. They've got to entice the player. And, and I'm not being disrespectful to the club, but they're probably one of the smallest clubs in the in the, in the Premier League. So they've got to spend that extra extra bit of money to entice the players there. And unfortunately, that's the way of the world because Ryan Brewster last year was a Championship player and he did well in the Championship. But he was here. Um... He hasn't done it in the Premier League. It's so far in his career, he's not done it in the Premier League. So to to be to be to have that pressure on his shoulder. On the, on, at the bottom they of the league, expected a lot from him, weren't they? Yeah, I, I, I do, I do feel that, and and it's a shame though because Chris is an excellent person, human being. He's a, he's a football man. He's, he's he's listen. He's come through the hard way. He's he's been in non-league football to to League Two to um, all the way up. You know what I mean? He's 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 done it the hard way. So to get where he has now, you know what I mean? He, he deserves huge credit. I hope he gets that opportunity because listen, there's people who are currently doing worse than him. They were top, top mm. managers, you know what I mean? Jurgen Klopp, you know what I mean? On paper, not in the league table, but I'm on current form. You know what yeah. I mean? So, with with a better squad. So, listen, I think I think it's a... Um, but you've got to give him a bit of slack. But on the, on the other side of the coin, once you fall out with your owner, sometimes there's no going back. So, one of the things I absolutely despise about modern football is the lack of time which is afforded to managers. Now, or not even necessarily... It's the lack of time, yes... But also, it's how quickly uh, the good things are forgotten. So, yeah. like, last year, Sheffield United, at one point, were talking about Champions League places. Yes, yeah. it was a very weird season because of, you know, it went to no fans and lockdown. But, you know, they were they were right up there for a long, long part of the season. This year, it hasn't quite worked out. I don't think they'd had a win until November. It was difficult. It is difficult. It was always going to be difficult because... Yeah. Other clubs spent money. Other clubs have got better players on on paper. They're bigger clubs, like you mentioned. But ultimately, like I look at that Sheffield United club, if they if that team, if they'd kept the majority of those players, they walk in that league next year, mate. That championship. I agree. Yeah, you know, I they I look at that squad, and that is far superior to anything in the championship now. 
It's uh, short memories. It's short, me- it's short memories as well because not just last season, the season before promotion yeah. to the Premier League, the season before that promotion to, to the Championship. You and know remember, what I mean? they so, weren't favourites to go up. No, like both in the times. Championship, were they? Both times, by the way. So, you know what I mean? I, I think people have got a very short memory and I think uh, people need to give him a little bit of slack and, and understand the job he's done. That yeah. you know what I mean? He's he's having a he's having a he's having a he's having a wobble. He's having a poor season, but one poor season out of five doesn't make you a bad manager. So Will says uh, Chris Wilder did an amazing to take a League One players to the Premier League and do so yeah. well last season. Uh, if he'd have had, he'd have taken them back up if these owners hadn't ruined the relationship. And I do, I, I thoroughly believe that. Um, I think it's sad because, unfortunately, what you get is when you have a lot of owners from different parts of the world and different countries, is they don't always understand the football side of things. Yeah. So you do wonder if that maybe they're looking at it from a business point of view. We've spent this amount of money, so we should be top ten or whatever. Well, Donna, Donna makes a good point about uh, about Norwich's manager Farke that, he, that look what he's doing this year. You know what I mean? He got relegated last year. Given they're, they're stuck by him. They're giving the they're giving the job. If he hasn't, if he just struggled this year, he'd have lost his job. But he didn't. They've stuck by him. The ten points clear. You know what I mean? It pays off. Yes, indeed. Um, so I want to ask you this quick question. This isn't the tell me why. I was going to put it in the tell me why, but I didn't want to put another one about sort of Man United about it because I've done a couple of them recently. But I want to ask you this. I saw yesterday that in their in their first years or in the the time that David Moyes was at Manchester United, in the same time that Solskjaer was there, so his first year, David Moyes' record is far superior to what he got oh. at Solskjaer's. Yeah. Solskjaer got given time, and uh, you know he's improved again this year so far, uh, after finishing third last year. Um, David Moyes, given time at West Ham now, has suddenly turned them into top four contenders. Like, do you think? that David Moyes could have been a success at Manchester United if they had stuck by him and given him funds and stuff. But also, do you think the only reason Solskjaer had that time is because of who he is? Um, I'll start with David Moyes. Um, I think David Moyes has learned, quite, has learned a hell of a lot from losing his job at Man United. I think he's learned that the, the, the way he played and his, his, um, his ideas of tactics wasn't working. He's now playing a different. He's now playing a, pro, a pragmatic attacking style of football with breaking with pace, and that's what he didn't do at United. And I look at United now. That's what they play with pace. If he'd utilised the pace, he didn't have Greenwood. You know what I mean? Or he was even younger. What he was, he didn't get the opportunity. Greenwood makes a difference. Rashford now is 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 coming of his coming of his age. Martial's performing really well. At the time, David Moyes had um, Wilfred Zaha, who was. Feeling the pressure of of, of joining um, a big club and, and didn't really didn't really cut it a big club at the time, so I, I felt for him. But his record was very good. You know what I mean? He just he just didn't have um, the Europa League to fall back on that year, which um, Ollie's got, and Ollie's got the, an, an easier league or an easier cup competition sorry, to fall back on, which he's got an opportunity to win. Yes, they might go out because they drew yesterday against one of the biggest clubs in the world, but. Um, I do believe, but I will answer the question now. I believe he has kept his job because of the person he is. Because I think Sir Alex is, is um, does have a big say so at that football club, and yeah. because Ollie is a, a club hero, cult hero, um, a legend, he's been given more time than anybody. But listen, it's about results. It's about trophies. It's about end of seasons. And for me, Man United have got to win something this year. They have to for the position they're in now. 
they've got to achieve something. You know what I mean? Because for me, what, are they, what is, tournaments are they left in? Is Champions League enough? Champions League qualification enough? Uh, no, no, I don't think it is. I think they need something. But I was just thinking, what are they left in? They're in the Europa League. They could beat Milan. Like from what I saw in Milan, I think with a full strength team, United would probably beat them in the second leg, or they're capable of doing it. Should I they're say. capable of, yeah. But it's going to be t- it's going to be tough though because they've got to go there and score now. So they've got to go there and get a positive result. Got to go does that suit? Like Milan, I'd think will want to win. They'll come out and play a certain way. Like they'll try and win the game. Zlatan's back. I wonder yeah. whether they they might fall into Solskjaer's hands. Like what Solskjaer wants is for Madrid uh, for Milan to attack, and then that he, with his full strength team that plays perfectly into how he likes to play. Yeah. So it's, if Milan sit back. There's two sides to it. If Milan sit back, which they could because they got that away goal, it doesn't suit Solskjaer's tactics, but it puts a lot of pressure on Milan, doesn't it? Where you're saying, yeah. we're going to bank on one goal. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, they're not going to draw. Like, listen, so. Milan, 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 Milan 2021 aren't good enough just to sit and defend for 90 minutes because no. people knock on the door because Man United have got the players to unlock that door. Um, Wiggy Kipper says, Si, where can I get one of those cups from? So... Um, this particular cup is uh, ex- just a one that I had made. However, um, the merch store is being relaunched probably Monday, and there's some mugs in there I know, and there's some other stuff. Um, why the reason it all got taken down is because I didn't like the fact that the prices were all so high. They were out of my it was out of my hands because it's like a drop shipping thing. Uh, so I had a bit of an argument with them. So they brought the prices down pretty much as low as they could get them. Um, so we're going to relaunch and all that on Monday it should be um, which has got all sorts of hoodies and jackets and mugs and cups for the this show the Danny Batten show and some other bits and pieces some exclusive stuff so if you'd like to support the show and, and the channel then feel free to have a little browse see if there's any stuff there there's some baby stuff in there as well and all that sort of stuff um, interesting comment from Gaz who's obviously a West Ham fan uh, he says, I'm no Moyes fan, bruv, but he plays completely different game to what he did at Everton and United. Um, and I think yeah. that falls into what you said. Yeah. Very much. And listen, it, it, he just has listen, evolved yeah, a bit. He hasn't got, he hasn't got, he hasn't got the, the kind of players to do that. He hasn't got the big target, man. He's, he hasn't got the wide men. You know what I mean? For me, he's got... He's got players who want to play. He's got pace. You know what I mean. Now he's brought in. Um, now he's brought in the players. What he's got. He's got Jesse Lingard to mix things up. You think Jesse Lingard is just? He's not going to get the ball to feet. He's. He's. He's not going to play long football. He's not going to play the, the old way that David Moyes used to like to play. So David Moyes has had to adapt. He's had to change. He's had to to be successful. He's had to change his style, and he's changed it. So I've got to give him credit for that. Interesting, though, mate. As well, right? Is um, Jesse Lingard? How motivated is he going to be to? Um, to try and get you like get in that top four, like potentially West Ham could knock United out of the top four because Chelsea yeah. are doing quite well, and you've got yeah. some other teams there. Be interesting, wouldn't they? Um, mm. Gaz says Lingard's changed changed the game for him, which is interesting because you know he gets a lot of criticism. Uh, Gavin says he thinks Milan will do United. Um, what else we got? There was another comment I was looking at, and I can't find it. Oh. Um, yeah, Reese, I am feeling a, a bit, a lot better than I was at the start of the week. Still sore, still in pain, but a lot better than I was. Um, right, let's get on to the second. Tell me why. Oh, I, well, oh that was the comment there. Reese says, um, 
let's be honest, you have to play a certain way at United. You have no real control over it. Mourinho tried to go defensive and got sacked. Um, they expect attacking football. And I think that's interesting. Like People slate Mourinho. My argument with Mourinho at United was, if you employ Jose Mourinho as your manager, you have to give him a shed load of money and you have to accept that some games are going to be drab and boring, but mm. you will win trophies. He yeah. won trophies. They mm. stopped backing him after they won a couple of trophies, which, mm. to me, if you're not going to back him financially, you may as well sack him there and then. Totally because agree. he needs that to, to, to do and play the way he plays because he brings in players that he trusts and trust him and who will play his way. That's mm. the only way he can do it. He cannot. He's not going to bring... Uh, Greenwood through or McTominay through and you know that's another thing Solskjaer people criticise Solskjaer rightly so he has improved he's turned Scott McTominay into a top six Premier League team, yeah. uh, midfielder yeah. listen I think, I think, I think about Mourinho's side that um, he's going to murder a cup final in the in the, in the, in the Carling Cup final because or whatever call, call it a cup final because you think he's going to on a big pitch? You think he's going to uh, he's going to he's going to have uh, attacking expansive football, or he's going to he's no. going to get the results? He's going to get the job done. And w- would anybody surprised to see Tottenham lift that trophy? I wouldn't be surprised because that's what he did. he's a he's a born winner, and he seems to he seems to come alive in the big games on the big stages. He did it again last night against Dynamo Zagreb. He does it all of the time. And um, okay, last the last bit on this now. Just before we move to the next one, uh, Gavin says uh, United not finishing in the top four. Wait and see. Here's a question, though. On form, surely on form, Liverpool would be more likely to miss out on top four than United, wouldn't they? Liverpool won't get in the top four, in my opinion. Uh, I think. Do we uh, think West Ham are going to get there before Liverpool? No, um, I, I don't. I don't think West Ham will get in it. I think. I think. I think they've had an amazing season. I think it'll be a big ask for them to get in. I think obviously Man City, Man United, Chelsea. Um, they're the three got, I think are guaranteed aren't they and, and, then, then, and, then, you've, and then you've got another one and, 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 and Spurs Spurs have, Spurs have got the players to do it as well they, listen, they're, on good, they're on good form the thing that Spurs have got is Gareth Bale coming into form I think isn't it but also the problem they've got Si is all the games that they've got coming up you know what I mean they've got cup finals coming up they've got quarter finals in Europa League semi finals in Europa League how so close got is it in the table big, big, big games coming up so you've got Man City 68 United 54 Leicester 53 Chelsea 50 Leicester, Leicester as well West Ham West Ham 48. See, I think the top four as it is now will probably be how it finishes. So you've got Man City, United, Leicester, Chelsea. Forgot about Leicester. Leicester. Chelsea maybe may swap. I think Leicester, you know, they're only a point behind United. I think United finished second, I've got to be honest, because I look at all those other teams and I think, apart from Man City, have by far been the best and most consistent team. But I also think that Man United probably deserve to be second in the league as well. So, yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Liverpool, mm. I don't know what's going on with them. They've capitulated. Yeah. Capitulated, yeah. Here's a last quick question. Sorry, mate. I'm doing this on the fly, as you know, so it's like coming up. But Liverpool are eighth with 43 points. To me, they don't want to get in the Europa League. Mm. So what do they do now? Because to me, they're better off finishing, what is it, eighth? And then you miss out on the Europa League. Is that right? Well, they're going for Champions League anyway. So for me, I think they'll put all their eggs in one basket. I think the league and try and win the Champions relevant. League. You win the Champions League, they get in the Champions League. How far can you go with that? Can you play uh, youth players in the league? Um, your squad players and save all your you, best you've players got, for the. You've got twenty. You've got a twenty-five man squad in the Premier League. So you could you could save your eleven for the Champions League. 
and you could play the other eleven in the in the, in the Premier League. I would do that if I was if I was Jurgen Klopp. I would play all my squad players in the league yeah. now because I don't it's... want to end up in the Europa League next year. They can then yeah. concentrate solely on the domestic cups next year. But mm. is what it is, isn't it? Is yeah. what it is. Gavin still holding hope that they finish in the top four, though. Gotta love his optimism, if nothing else. Um, right. Second, tell me why, mates. Ready? This is a toughie. This one, so you need to you need to pay attention. Hopefully, you've done your research on the subject that I haven't told you about. So it's going to be <laughs> difficult. It's going to be very difficult for you. And the question is: The Scottish government have cancel could cancel the old firm clash. What does this mean for Scottish football? Um, I, I, I think that answer for me would have been very different if the league hadn't been won already because now that game becomes irrelevant. Um, if that game was still relevant, I guarantee it wouldn't have been cancelled. And that's how sad it is, because that game would have been needed. It would have been needed for the area. It would have been needed for the city of, of Glasgow. Um, and Celtic would have needed it, and it would never have been cancelled. Uh, Rangers would have wanted it. Um, I think it's sad. It's quite sad, and it just shows how much of a mess Scottish football and is in, because um, I know um, the, the lower leagues are just beginning again, and... Um, and they're going to finish a shorter season. The women's are, are doing the same. It's not. It's not. It's not linked to the same as England, and, and I don't understand why. You know what I mean? We're we're in Britain. We've got the same restrictions. Welsh football started last week, um, the Premier League. So for me, the Scottish football should be in line with everything else. It doesn't make sense yeah. why it's not. It's um, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I think one of the main uh, concerns they seem to have is when Rangers won the league. I don't know if you saw. The game before they won the league, I saw a clip of the players arriving yeah. and all the people waiting for autographs and photos. Yeah, like the fans it, yeah. do. it was just like normal, as if it was like a normal Saturday. Yeah. Um, like that's but, a problem. And then obviously once they won the league and you had the celebrations, yeah. which I get, but mm. like from, I can see, you know, far be it for me, by the way, to, to stick up for the government or royal families or anything like this. But like, come on. Like you gotta play the game, haven't you, with social yeah. distancing? But but, the, but then, side, but, but is it, isn't it isn't it irrelevant though? Because it, does it matter if it's Rangers against Celtic? Because Rangers played Saint Mirren and the celebrations were massive. Rangers played Motherwell. I know, Motherwell, but it's special, you know I mean? isn't it? Like, yeah, I, 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 under, I understand that. The, but the Rangers, fans the Rangers fans, the Rangers fans, next home game, I guarantee you, everything will be the same because the yeah, fans will, will turn out in the thousands to say well done to the players, and the players will listen. The players. I don't know if the players were out of order or not. You know what I mean? The players ran to the gate to celebrate with the fans, which I don't know if that, that was good or that was bad. They were um, they were opening the windows at the changing room to celebrate with the fans. I don't know if that's giving out the wrong idea. and You know what I mean? And But listen, if I could turn the clock back, would I have done it? Of course I would because... Um, it's you, you want to you want to share it with people and you know what I mean. You shared it with, with your friends and your teammates and your colleagues, but sharing it with supporters is doesn't doesn't get any better than that. So Lorna says, why is politics getting involved with football? I think it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because like the Scottish government have been very clear from the very first lockdown with football. Um, I forget the lady's name. Someone will tell me in the chat who. Nic- Nicholas Sturgeon. Yeah, she said at the very start of the first lockdown, she didn't want football to be on, but it was kind of, she had to go along with it. And she said, if there's any uh, breaches or if when Celtic players and 
various other Scottish players did these things they shouldn't was, have been but doing. But there was loads side because they had the Aberdeen yeah, players. Yeah, there was that they, guy, wasn't it, from well, Celtic who they flew they and saw his missus. Yeah. So he, well, so he, he flew, he flew to Spain like. to see his, see his girlfriend. The Aberdeen players went on a night out, all, about 20, 25 of them. And the Celtic so, players went, <clears> went to Dubai. You know what I mean? So they, Listen... It's just it's just a load of rubbish because everyone's gone against her and it's still gone yeah. on. Yeah, and she hasn't stuck to her words, but she has no. been consistent in saying that they will step in if they need to. Interesting one about the Aberdeen one where the players went for a meal. Um, Kev told us that on the, the Kev show like, that um, they stuck to the rules, basically, on that. They went for a meal, but the rules at that time where you were, you were allowed to go for a meal and you could have to do certain things... Yeah. And they, you know, social distancing and whatever whatever the rules were at that point. Yeah. They stuck to it, but they still got slaughtered. And it's a bit like, that's why no one knows where they stand, isn't it? Because the rules shift constantly. Um, it's difficult as well because, like, Rangers have waited so long for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's be very difficult to say to their fans. It's hard as well. It's hard as well. You got you, you you've got a manager. You got a manager who's who's never won a trophy in his life as a manager, and he wins his first trophy, massive trophy. You, yeah. You're going to tell him not to celebrate. Yeah, um, What a question! This is Riverside uh, FC 2019 says, Andy, if you'd scored that goal in an empty Millennium Stadium, would it have been the same without the fans? No, of course, no, of course not. Would it? Listen. A goal is a goal. I understand that, and 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 I've probably said this on the show that that I love scoring goals, and and the feeling of scoring goals is amazing. But the feeling the feeling of scoring a goal for the over forties is amazing. But the feeling of scoring a goal in front of eighty thousand people in Cardiff or Cardiff, it doesn't. I can't explain the feeling. Do you know what I mean? It was absolutely surreal, absolutely amazing. So for me, I, I look at people who score now on a Saturday. I say I watch all the goals from. Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. Nobody celebrates anymore. I, I, I see it's sad. It's, I, I feel really sorry for them because it could be your last goal. That could be your last goal ever in professional football, and you're not celebrating it. I sad. Well, that boy scored yesterday, didn't he? Against um, for Man United, he scored his first ever professional goal for United, aged eighteen or seventeen, whatever he is, uh, at Old Trafford yeah. against one of the biggest f- clubs in Europe, and. He's got like he's got to run to an empty corner and celebrate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That should like, be that should be eighty thousand. It should be eighty thousand fans. Imagine your first goal in your career against AC Milan at Old Trafford. That should be full on a Thursday night. Doesn't matter what night it is. Everyone's oh listen. That's what dreams are made of. But for me, yeah. it's it turns into a nightmare because it's it's just it's just horrible. I, I, I couldn't imagine it. Um. We also had a couple of suggestions, I think, for the Sheffield United job. Uh, the the German manager who's leaving after the Euros. Um, I it's a good shout. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I know he, he, he always dresses very smart. I, I can picture his face. Scratchy, scratchy nose. Yeah, he, um, he, like, he likes to smell his fingers, doesn't he, after he scratches himself? Yeah, Jesus <laughs> um, Frank Lampard, someone else said as well. Like you know, they're two couple of good shouts. They are. I think Frank's we're gonna. I think Frank Lampard will wait it out. I do until. Listen, I don't think Frank will. I don't think Frank will take a. Joachim Low. I don't think Frank will take a a championship job. I'll be honest. I think he'll wait for a a Premier League job. So I think he did all right in the in the in the Premier League because if he goes to the Championship and he doesn't get promoted, he's put himself under more pressure. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I um. Joachim Lowe, that could be quite an interesting job for him, but is would he be looking for a bigger job than that, maybe? 
I think it depends, it depends if he knows the owners as well, doesn't he? It just depends, doesn't it? All depends. Well, yeah, there's always that, isn't there? It's like if people if they've got a relationship with the owners, then it makes it a bit different, doesn't it? Um, but we'll see. So let's talk some championship, mate. Like you said, there was we had a bit more extra time to talk about some other stuff tonight because there was only a couple of midweek games. But um, we'll go club by club as ever. Oh, that's why I wanted to just quickly ask you. Uh, Bournemouth and Watford fined ten grand each for failing to control their players after that brawl uh, after the final whistle. What's the point in that? That's the both um, the both Premier League clubs who got parachute money. So what's ten grand? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Take Absolute points off them. Time. Take points off them both. Think, think Cardiff Middlesbrough might get in the playoffs. Yeah, well, that, that would be handy, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's pointless. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, exactly. absolutely pointless. It's like it, encou- it encourages it encourages teams to do it again. It encourages other other teams to do it because if that's if that's the fine ten grand, then it doesn't matter. Um, what happened with uh, Yannick Bellassi and Arnett Danjuma? Uh, seemed to be something about abuse from. Uh, online fans, did you see this? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Yannick Bellassi got uh, got racially abused on social media, and he put it. Uh, uh, he put it. Him, did he? He, yeah, he put it out. Yeah, um, and listen, it's, it's it's people who are hiding behind a false name, and it's just it, it, yeah, listen, it's pointless. I, I retweeted it. I, um, I, you know, what I mean, for me, when's it going to stop? That's what I wrote. When's it going to stop? And my full backing goes to Yannick because. Um, I don't know. The, I don't know the boy. Um, I'm, I've always been a fan of his of his talents, of his football, and now he's playing for Middlesbrough. I, I like him even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad, mate. I just find it frustrating. People, are, I don't know what it is. They just, but they think they can get away with it because nothing ever happens, nothing ever changes, and that's what yeah. I think frustrates me. That's what frustrates me about that stupid ten grand fine. The EFL are useless. Then you look at then directly underneath that, you've got players being racially abused on social media no one does anything and i just, just kind of sick of it um okay so we start with wickham wanderers mate we can give them a little bit of extra time this week um yeah i don't think they want any extra time sorry, to be honest they had, a, <laughs> they, had a, they had a they had a dreadful week um i watched uh, bits of them against stoke city and stoke absolutely wiped the floor with them they had, a, they had something like 37 shots on goal and how the how it stayed at two nil um, was 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 quite scary, um, and then uh, they played QPR in the week, so they've had a really tough week as well. And I think um, I think we can finally say that I think they've um, I think they are going to go down. I think Gareth's battled really well, and now we're talking about another manager side who's a very good manager, and I hope that the owners and, and, and the club and the fans stick by him as well because. He's done a great job for that he football club to get him where they are. Less than twelve months ago, mate. Yeah, so listen, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to put him in the same bracket as Chris and um, and uh, and yeah, they've had a, they've had a disappointing week and and um, and uh, I just I just hope that he can keep his squad together um, and and move on next season and just enjoy the rest of the season and just let his players just play with a bit of freedom because they've had some really really well, tough mate, weeks. Yeah, they need the four, they need the four points. games. They may now. as well just go all yeah. out. Isn't it? Four games, no goals. So you know, what I mean, go and enjoy, go and enjoy some games, and go and enjoy trying to get some goals. Absolutely, mate. Can't fault you. Um, next up, Sheffield Wednesday. They had a bad week. Oh, they've had a really yeah. bad week. Yeah, they've yeah shocking, shocking week. Yeah, well, uh, listen, the, the the seven games, seven games, seven defeats. I just don't understand what's going on. They played Reading on Saturday. Um, they got beat three 0 but very comfortably. They had a man sent off, which which doesn't help after half an hour, um, and then a penalty. You know, what oh, I mean, was it was that the one? It was an absolutely ridiculous, stupid. It was blatant. Yeah, he, 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 
he put yeah, he was one on one, and instead of just letting him shoot, you know, what I mean, he's, he's pulled him back, and I just don't get that because pointless. What you what you. you, you he might score anyway, but he might not. So you've got to take that risk. But you're, like the defender, you know, what I mean, you, you've got to see it from. You know, you've got to be sensible because now he gets himself a, a suspension. You're playing with ten men. You're already getting beat, and there's always going to be a mountain to climb. Reading had to pick up after a few bad defeats, and um, so yeah, good result for for Redden, but awful for Sheffield Wednesday. And listen, side, we keep on saying this about churning the games for, for Sheffield Wednesday. Every game, every week, they're churning more games, churning more games. They're now what seven points. Away from safety, the games are running out fast. They need to sort it out very quickly. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Riverside says Boris Fide will be more than after more after last Saturday, and um, Leslie says you get fined ten grand for having an illegal party in your house or you know whatever. So like a football club getting fined ten grand for the, that is just plus, there's no. It's just pointless. No. Yeah, point I, I, I know. I totally agree. It's it's, it's ridiculous, sign. Winds me up, mate. Does he? It's got me all, all, uh, all het up now. Um, next up is Rotherham United. Uh, they didn't play side due to COVID. Didn't play at all, did they? No. Oh, yeah, of course he was called off, wasn't it? Yeah. Spoon versus Coventry. Mm. Mm, yeah, they. they um, that might do them a favour though, because they might do, but it might not do because they've got, they've, they've, they've got, got three a, games in hand over yeah, them above. But they've them. got to play them. They have to play them, and when they're going to fit them in? Three, three games in hand. EFL. So EFL nine won't. points would take... If they were to win all three, oh, yeah. they'd be like... But the EFL, right won't, the EFL won't look after them. The EFL will not fit them games in around them. They will They will have, they will have Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, but then so EFL will the other team as well, which is unfair. Yeah, well... well. EFL don't care, mate. Uh, no. Next up, Bar- uh, Birmingham. Uh, listen, I think, it, I think it was expected. Yeah, they played one game. They got beat by Barnsley 1-0. Um, Everybody does. Yeah, well, it seemed to. You know what I mean? It's very, very. I spoke about Barnes last year, so I didn't have about keeping clean sheets. Now they're starting to do it, and they're scoring goals to go with it sometimes. Um, but one one nil deserved deserved results. Um, I watched the highlights; they were very dominant. I've never seen a team say I said it last year. Barnes create so many chances; it's scary. If they if they, if they scored half of their chances, they'd be top of the top of the league by by a country mile. They just. They create loads of chances. They just don't score the amount of goals what they, what they create. The creativity that is really good. If they had a 25 goal a season centre forward, they'd be right up there even further than what they are. Oh yeah. It's uh, next up is Coventry, mate. Um, yeah, Coventry played uh, Wayne Rooney's derby. Was it? Uh, uh, it was. It was, a, it was Saturday, yeah. And uh, it was a horrific start by Derby. A mistake. Um, and Buamo went through and, and smashed it home. And Derby have had a bad week. Um, but uh, but I know we're going to go on to them soon. But Derby have had a bad week, but great result for Coventry. Um, I think uh, obviously they got beat by Middlesbrough in the last minute, so for them to pick up three points against against uh, a team in and around them was uh, was was key. I think. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, it was they needed those points badly. Um, who have we got next? Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield. Um, I don't really know what I can say about Huddersfield. Si. I watched them obviously against Cardiff City, and I was I was bored to death of the way that they played. It mm-hmm. didn't excite me. Um, they set up negatively, even though they had two centre forwards playing Fraser Campbell and Snowgo. Snowgo missed a penalty with what about seven or eight minutes to go. It wasn't a great penalty, um, but I think a draw was probably a fair result. Nobody really dominated the game. Cardiff had a, probably a couple of the better chances overall, but yeah, not 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 a great spectacle for a live Sky game on a Friday night. 
I do. I understand it. They make. They need to stay up. They need to make sure they don't get dragged into the yeah. relegation. You know, you're going up against the form card of City team. You're not going to go all out to win. Are you? Yeah, you're yeah. going to just try and pinch a point. And I, I, I do get that. Um, yeah, it's me too. It's not a game you want to watch on a Friday night, is it? No, 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 no. I think I think Sky thought uh, top versus bottom, or you know, what I mean, top half versus bottom half is going to be a good game, but they got that terribly wrong. Oh yes. Uh, next up was Derby County. Um, they got a great result against against Barnsley midweek with a clean sheet and a nil-nil draw. Not many teams mm. go to Oakwell and get a result, but uh, obviously losing against Coventry City for one point out of two cool. games, I think Wayne will be uh, a little bit disappointed. And um, and I think they're quite lucky that um, the other teams didn't really pick up many points over the weekend and um, and they didn't get dragged into it even more. You know what I mean? They're, they're what, sitting in 18th by, by one or two points ahead of other sides. So they just need to... A few more results, positive results, and uh, Wayne will be all right. But I do believe that Derby have got too much quality to go down. There's too many teams at the bottom which which are going to struggle, in my opinion. Yeah, I meant to mention, actually, sorry, in the that Derby County versus Coventry game, uh, Maxime Bayamau, I think his surname's pronounced, he scored the goal. Phenomenal finish. And, yeah, um, great goal. He has been... What a find and what a striker he's been for Coventry. Like, we talked about Coventry and how they've impressed us this year. But they've needed him to score goals, and he, you know he's done. But I'm not sure how many he's got totally, uh, but he's picked up a couple of important ones. And yeah, that was big a goals, phenomenal. Finish. He looked confident as well, sir. You know what I mean? Like yeah, against Derby, mate, finish, you've got to yeah, take your chances, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, it was a great finish. Uh, next up is Notts Forest, not Nottingham Forest. Sorry, uh, yeah. Gary. Uh, Nottingham Forest have played. Who did they play? They played uh, one game, didn't they? they yeah, they played Nottingham Forest. Yeah, they got beat. Got beat one nil. Um, uh, early early game on Saturday, uh, not 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 too much in the game. To be fair, I thought Nottingham Forest did all right because I watched I watched parts of the game. But when 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 Watford went ahead um, on on the on the half hour mark, I think it really really dented. Not Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest had a goal disallowed through uh, Lyle Taylor towards the end for offside, but great finish. Um, but Lyle Taylor, another player lacking massive confidence, doesn't play many minutes. Come off the bench, didn't look the kind of player which which the commentators were saying. You know, what I mean, he's missed a lot of football and he's and he's not playing regularly. So. Um, Nottingham Forest they just need to make sure that they do enough this year a little bit like Huddersfield last year get up this year and, and you can you can uh, you can you can look look to progress next year yeah I had a chat with them um, with Gary Clark uh, Bogsy um, who's an officer and author as well and a Nottingham Forest fan about uh, Forest and he said like um, it's quite frustrating because they've got some phenomenal players uh, particularly going forward they just haven't clicked this year at all. Like Joe Lolly had a phenomenal season last year and just hasn't got going, really hasn't been playing. You look at their strikers, they haven't really found that right partnership. But then you look at it on paper and you think, wow, they're yeah. going to score some goals this year. Yeah, yeah. And it just hasn't worked. But you wouldn't no. be surprised if next year they all suddenly clicked. And Yeah. Well, you know, listen, we, we just we just spoke there about Barnsley. Barnsley create chances. If Nottingham Forest create chances like Barnsley create, they will score goals. So if if they can get that link for creativity, Nottingham Forest could be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, Luton Town makes the. Yeah, it was always going to be. Yeah, it was. It was always going to be tough. They were playing Norwich City away. For me, Norwich blew them away. You know, what I mean, a couple of goals up at half time and. Um, Luton never really got into the game. They had a couple of half chances. I think they hit the post at one 0 which which could have got them back in the game. But it's time of letting goals in. I think they let a goal in the second goal just before half time, and um, and then against a good side like Norwich, you, you, you're up against it really, and you're really going to struggle. 
Yeah, I was just having a look at some of the comments there, which uh, we'll talk talk harder for a minute. There's some interesting stuff. Um, look, Luton, I think to, they finished 16th where they are now in the league. They'd be phenomenal. You know, so happy, so happy. Oh, listen, um, listen, they they they, they won't go down. To worry about relegation. Is, yeah. What a what a season. It's a phenomenal season. Should we so proud? Uh, next up is Preston North End. Yeah, they drew one all with uh, with Bournemouth. I thought it was uh, it was a decent game. I watched watched the highlights and uh, a couple of mistakes for the couple of the goals. I think it was Cook was at fault for the um, for the Preston goal, which is which was a really tidy finish. But then a sloppy equaliser. But it's just about churning results, Si, You know what I mean? Because the Preston are in a position where they're, they're stuck in the middle of the table, and a few bad results could drag them into a relegation. A few positive results can get them into a into a fight for the playoffs. So they they need to do the latter. They've got to be pushing towards the playoffs because. Preston last year were, were phenomenal, always in the in the top six, and and this year it's uh, with for me with better players they're not performing as well, so it's uh, it's, it's it's a strange one. Indeed, indeed it is. Um, Gavin says that Coventry forward has scored. He's only scored four goals this year, but like okay. I know he's scored at least another one where it was a you know like a winner, um, yeah. and that was such an important goal to beat to beat you know Coventry City to beat Derby one nil. Yeah, is I think is you know. It's, cracking result and I think to finish with that confidence and that composure is a gift which not all strikers have uh, Blackburn Rovers up next mate. Yeah they drew with Swansea on Sunday I think it was um, Bradley Dak scored, great for Bradley Tuesday. you know what I mean, uh, uh, Tuesday sorry um, um, scored, uh, scored, Bradley scored the first goal, I'd love to have him on the show so please Bradley if you're watching, come on the come show on, Bradders. Um, and then Swansea got their normal penalty equaliser uh, which mm. uh, is starting to be a, a trait, uh, but yeah, Blackburn Rovers have uh, listen. They needed a pick up, you know. What I mean, they went to Millwall at the weekend, uh, got a got a got a got a win, so they are picking up the play tonight against uh, Brentford, I believe. So yeah, it's, uh, you know I mean? it's it's uh, well, the way they're playing, I, I, you you don't know because the way Blackburn a little bit like QPR, so so unpredictable. But um, I think Brentford have to win, have to. Yeah, I see Blackburn picking up now towards the end of the season. They. Um... Obviously, they they won and they drew this week. That that was massive for them because yeah, they huge were going week. down the same route as Sheffield Wednesday. Like yeah, well, the, man, the manager was going ages. as well. Si. The manager was getting mm. sacked as well. Yeah, Tony Mowbray. He was in. He's in the thumbnail this week because I thought he was going to go last week and he pulled out four points out of six. Yeah. You've got to take that, mate. Under pressure. That's good. Good going. Mm. Um, next up is Bristol City. They did not have that bump from the new manager that they thought they were going to get. Um, and they are, you know, could they get dragged in? Just when you, I, I know they're quite high up the table compared to relegation, but I'm on about their form. Their form is relegation form. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I think, I think it is, but I think the manager's obviously going to. I mean, I, I watched them against Middlesbrough's first game in charge, and, and yeah. they, were, they were they were good, they were solid. That I, could, I seen enough to think that they weren't going to get dragged into it and go down. So I think if you can emulate that kind of performance in two or three more games for us the season, they'll be they'll have enough points to stay up. So. Do you I think, think they're, be... two, they're ten points ahead of the yeah they won't go down twenty first club. I think that's probably yeah. too much in that. Yeah, they won't they, even if they were. They won't go down, but, but but it's worrying. But there's a reason why the manager got the sack side. You know, what I mean, it's not good enough for for a club the no. size of Bristol City for the amount of money and players they've got. They shouldn't be anywhere near where they are in the league. They should be towards the uh, playoffs. Uh, Rob Boyle says he thinks Bradley might be a bit busy at the moment. <laughs> um, that's no excuse, he, by the way. That's not excuse. That's no not excuse. excuse. Half time. Derby County, by the way, and Derby County QPR picked up another win this week. Only the one no. game on the 
Oh, two games, sorry. No, two. two the, one, the, two big, the big, the big two points. wins up. Six points out of two. I, I can't work them outside. Listen, they lost two games last week. They win two this week. They beat Bristol City away and then, and then QPR uh, and then Wickham at home. Um, the, listen, the, the, uh, the just, mate, isn't it? just defy belief. But uh, but yeah, I think I think those those two games have just given them enough now to uh, to make make them stay up. I think. If they have a bad end yeah. to the season, yeah. if they have a, they have a good cra- end to the season, they'll be looking up. You just don't, you just don't know with them. Incredible, mate! Incredible! Yeah. It's just all over the place with them. Um, next up is Millwall. Just one game. Yeah, Saturday Millwall played. Yeah, Millwall played Blackburn. Got beat two 0 I say we spoke how well Blackburn played, and it's disappointing for Millwall because Millwall went into the game with confidence, um, and you can't really afford to uh, to drop points at this day of the season if you've got any aspirations to go where you want to go. And I think Millwall. Will, I think Millwall will be disappointed when they look back at the end of the season side because dropping points against the likes of Blackburn at the, at the time of the season, the way that they were playing, because they need really to be uh, um, to be beaten sides like that. Okay, uh, Rob says, 2021 footballers running around while tweeting at the same time wouldn't surprise me. Oof, cut in, <laughs> cut in. Um, next up is Stoke. Uh, they only had the one game, beating Wickham 2-0, but... Yeah. I know Wickham are struggling. Uh, I thought Stoke were very good. Um, yeah, I thought they were. Stoke were incredible this week. Great football. Yeah, I thought they were. Uh, I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I thought the, the two goals were brilliant. Um, uh, I, I love the first one. You know, I'm going to talk about him later on. But uh, but it, it, it's the chances to create. Si, you know that they were so dominant. Um, I mean, ten shots, ten shots in the first half, seven goals, seven shots in the second half. Dominated possession, clean sheet. Um, are Stoke going to get the consistency what they need to to get them in the playoffs? That's Could they, they be the late runner? They've got the players to do so, but they need to be, need to be consistent. They can't afford to yeah. uh, they can't afford to carry on the, the way that they've the way that they've done all season, and that's been their downfall. Right then. Next up is the mighty Middlesbrough, mate. Are we going to see a Warnock like rant rant from you? Um, because listen, Warnock was not happy. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't at all, and rightly so. Because I don't know if anybody's seen the game, but uh, it was uh, it was just after half time. Um, Swansea were ahead 1-0 after a, a, a poor goal Swansea scored a poor goal from Middlesbrough's point of view um, and the referee gave a free kick just as Ball has smashed the ball into the uh, top corner um, and he gave a free kick after the Swansea player tripped the Middlesbrough player up in the box so it wasn't just a goal which is disallowed he also didn't give a penalty which then was just an absolute travesty um, I just couldn't believe what he'd done. Middlesbrough obviously went down the down the other, down the other end towards the end of the game. Uh, last minute, got the equaliser, which was fantastic. Uh, and Swansea got given a penalty at the end. I thought it was a penalty. I still watched. I watched it over and over. I still think it's a penalty. What the referee hasn't helped himself with on the penalty is he gave a corner. So because the referee gave a corner, he's then given a penalty. He looks absolutely ridiculous. Looks stupid. Just give yourself five seconds to compose yourself and give a penalty. It was a penalty. George Savile dived in in the box. Shouldn't have done it. It's a penalty. He made contact. It's a penalty. But if you give a corner, when you give that penalty, you make yourself look absolutely stupid. He made himself look an absolute mug on Saturday afternoon. And rightly so, Neil's seething with him. He's not happy because if Middlesbrough got level at time, they got level. They had enough time in the game to go, on, to go and win that game because Swansea didn't start the second half great. Middlesbrough dominated the possession, dominated the game, creating chances, but they just couldn't get that equaliser. And the longer the game went, and listen... Swansea get a penalty every single week, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But in their defence, the Middlesbrough one, it was. If we might, it, 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 and I'm a Middlesbrough fan, by the way. For me, it was a penalty. Yeah, I thought it was. I, thought, I did think it was a penalty. Um, 
So, next up is Cardiff. Um, just before we talk about the game, I wanted to talk about um, something quickly. Um, the family of Emiliano Sala have launched legal action against Cardiff. For, uh, they say it's to protect their, their family's legal rights pending the inquest's outcome. Um, and it looks as though there's going to be some legal action. There's 13 uh, people listed, including Mark McKay, William McKay, um, and some other people. Um, I'm hoping, well, I'm not hoping, I'll get Harry Harris back on either to talk to me, me and you and or, we'll, or I'll have a chat with him if you're not available and we'll definitely um, talk about that because he'll be, he'll, he will know the, the the ins and outs of that and um, he will have spoken to the family and stuff like that. So I'm going to get some form of interview with Harry as uh, as quick as I can because that is um, could be really problematic for Cardiff, mate, that could because they're going to have to pay that fee where, which is what 15 million 25 million whatever it is yeah um plus they could end up paying millions in um like whether it's an out of court settlement settlement or mm. if they're being sued it's difficult because of the contract um, as we discussed before but Cardiff from I'm just talking from a purely uh, business point of view like Cardiff could financially suffer yeah, I could listen. Say it could be a. It. it could be a disaster. Obviously, Mehmet came on the show and told everybody um, has how how worrying the situation was with finance, uh, and that's mm. without this kind of um, bill, I'll call it, yeah. um, on 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 top of it, and um, these kind of things could um, could ruin football clubs. And I, I, I sincerely hope um, it doesn't happen because uh, listen. <sighs> Uh, we're talking about life. Life is more important than football. Of course yeah, it is. Course. But, um, but I'm not sure how the football club can be categorised with fault of what happened. You know what I mean? That, you know what I mean? If anyone was getting sued, surely... And we spoke about this before, by the way. If anybody should be getting sued, we're on about the person who organised that flight. So if that's the agent, then sue the individuals. Sue the people involved. How Cardiff City, just because they bought a footballer, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not back. I'm not sticking up for anyone. I'm not being. I'm not being disrespectful to anybody who's who, who's not who's not here anymore. All I'm saying is, there's people who should be accountable. I'm not yeah. sure. And it's not Cardiff City. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not. I think it is. And like likewise, it's not nonsense as well. So no. Um, so Lorna makes Lorna's uh, said that she said um, Cardiff should have paid for Salah straight away. Disgraceful behaviour from the club, dishonouring Salah and his family. Um, to a certain extent, I agree. There's one issue with it. And that is that the, there was a problem with the contract. So I don't know if you've seen Lorna. The, um, I did multiple in- interviews with Harry Harris, who obviously wrote the book on it, um, on it all. And we had Harry on the Monday show, and when, and we obviously had Mehmet Dalman as well, who answered a lot of questions about it. Um, but the issue with the contract is, um, Emiliano Sala signed a contract, but it was rejected by the Premier League and sent back. But in the meantime, he'd gone to France to say his goodbyes and get his stuff. So he never signed the new contract, which would have then been accepted by the by the FA, and he would have been a Cardiff player. So Cardiff City had this issue with the payment in that the player wasn't officially signed. And it, there's two sides, isn't there? Like from a from a business point of view, the player wasn't signed. From a personal, humane point of view, you just pay it for me. But, you know, I can also see that other side of it where they're saying, well, 
you know it wasn't official and, and this that and the other but then yeah, I feel like I feel like just me personally I'm not speaking for Andy I'm not speaking for the you know for the show I do feel like if you're getting into semantics about stuff then do you do you really know that you're in the wrong I don't know it's it's, it's such a difficult one and it's just yeah. a tragic circumstance all around um but yeah I'll definitely 100% will speak to Harry uh, very soon about that so if you have any questions that you'd like to put to him send them on social media via private message or email me um through the podcast page and we can collate all those you know all the questions and i can put them to harry um in terms of the game mate um i was like we talked about the quality of the game there was a couple of things i was a bit disappointed by uh one i was very disappointed to see bakuna not in the side after playing so well because he does feel a bit like a confidence player, like we talked about with Murphy. Um, so to come, I think it felt like a big moment for him to come back into the side and to grab those two goals, be back in midfield, making those runs forward yeah. to get to, then, to get to get rested, if that's what we want to call it, after scoring two goals or rotating. It's got to be frustrating. I think, I think, I think yeah, it's disappointing. You know what I mean? It, especially the, the, for me. I wouldn't have played one of the flair players because that kind of game was always going to be a dogged game. It was always it needs a tackle. You know what I mean? It was the battle, and what what happened in the game is sometimes we won the battle, sometimes we lost the battle. But we didn't have the we didn't get the flair players on the ball enough. You know what I mean? The Josh Murphys he did okay, but he didn't he didn't do enough in the game. Where Bakuna for me he would have, he would have got the game by the scruff of the neck. He would have got stuck in. We needed more players who were going to put the foot in and win battles. And I'm surprised Mick didn't pick more players like that to win to win that kind of game because it doesn't matter at this time of the stage at this stage of the season, say. It's not about entertaining football. It's about getting them, mm. getting, them, getting the points on the board. And I don't care who he, who he plays, which team he picks. As long as after that game, Cardiff City got the three points in the bag. Yeah, I think one of the things which I with Bakuna particularly is when he played so well, but also we didn't have another. We haven't gotten. We didn't have another game for a week. Yeah. So he had time to recover, you know, because he would have yeah. played two games close together after a long break. Yeah. But. Um, Obviously, we they lost Joe Bennett early on to injury, um, so you had Bagan. two very Bagan. very young fullbacks in Bagan and no, no Bagan, Bagan came side. off. Bagan came off, didn't he? Came off. Uh, just, sorry, just, Bagan, just, yeah, just, just to get shoulder, just to get shoulder, yeah. which which went back in straight away. Which uh, yeah, great, sorry, but, I get confused with the games. And then Brand yeah. came on, didn't he? Yeah, so Bagan came off with just to get shoulder. So hope he makes a a quick recovery um, because just to get shoulders. They can always reoccur, you know. I mean, they always seem to come mm, back and yeah. and things. And sometimes they can come back worse. And once they, once once you do them once, it's they seem to happen again and again and again. And I remember Gary Croft did it quite a few times, and it just kept popping in and popping back out. And it's uh, it's one of those things that you're um, that you've got to be very aware of and very very careful of because playing a fullback as well, you take a lot of throw-ins. Um, but yeah, I just listen. It's it's a results business side, and a lot of people weren't happy about not getting the three points, but. It could have been a hell of a lot worse, you know. I mean, oh, Huddersfield, Huddersfield scored the penalty. Cardiff, Cardiff go away with nothing. So, look at the positives. The positives are point. It's another game unbeaten for the manager, for the for the team, for the players. More confidence. They've got two home games coming up. Two big home games, by the way. Two big clubs. But Cardiff City, you've got enough uh, in the, in the armour, in the locker, on the squad, in the management to win these win, win both these games or at least get four points. I think I'd definitely with four, but. It takes it. Encouraged I, I, I by the fact uh, how these academy players are slotting in, though, mate. I think, um, I think that is yeah, encouraging. Like, yeah, Bagan nice, looked yeah. good. Um, Brown did all right, um, and I think uh, someone just said in the chat in the under twenty threes over this week. Uh, Mark Harris is looking sharp, and even Waters, 
who hasn't really been given a chance since uh, being signed. Just you know, he's looking sharp. Be interesting if they get Waters back in and in and around the squad. Seems mm. like Mark Harris is the preferred option there. Um, but the young nice players you, are doing pretty nice. well, mate. Aren't they? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see young players. You know, I mean, Cardiff City need to bring more through. You know, I can't remember. Um, the last time they brought through, you know, apart from obviously Joe Rawls, I can't remember the last mm. time they brought through an influx of players apart from probably no. when I was there. So it's it's that's, yeah. a, that's a long Randy time. And, yeah, it's a long yeah, time, you know. So it's uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 the need to um, they need to bring a few more players through, uh, give them opportunities. But it's 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 managers being able to trust them and, and, and put them in. You know, I mean, that's the biggest thing because the quality is obviously there. That's why they signed a football club. But it's it's getting them in the first team. You know, what I mean, yeah. they can play this under twenty three football and. And this is where I see the problem. If they were playing regular, um, competitive reserve team football against other men, then the manager could uh, could trust them very quickly. But under twenty three yeah. football is just not. It's not doing anyone any favours, unfortunately. No. Um, quick question then. We've talked about, and I put this to the chat as well, particularly the Cardiff fans. We've talked about um, Josh Murphy being a confidence player. We said numerous times over the last year or so. That he needs a run of games, five, six games. Tell him he's yeah. your guy. Tell him he's your guy. Mick McCarthy's done that. Yeah. How is Josh Murphy doing? Uh, I think he's doing okay. I don't think he's doing as well as what he, what he ended the season last year. But um, obviously they're playing a different way with different personnel. You know what I mean? So I think there's a um, there's a lot of pressure on his on his on his shoulders because of of how he ended the season last season. And I think he needs to get back up to that level. I believe he can do it with more games. Um, but I, I think there's certain games which weren't suited, and the Huddersfield game for me wasn't suited for that type of player. You know what I mean? It was just you yeah. could tell from the first minute he was never going to get involved in the game because of the way that they set up and they wanted to they wanted to kill certain areas what Cardiff had and nullify what what what, what we did, and and they did that really well. So you've got to give them credit as well. But uh, when you're playing Watford and uh, when you're playing uh, Stoke City, you're going to get opportunities. You're going to get a chance to. Um, to take people on, you're going to get areas to, uh, to 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 get in behind. So, I think in the best in the bigger games where teams are going to attack, Cardiff will get more space. Mm. Will says Murphy's doing really well at the moment, but wonder how he'll play when the crowds come back. Yeah, if once the crowd, if you know, if you give the ball I away, the, the I crowd's the, I hope the crowd, I hope the crowd back him though. I hope the crowd back him because the crowd, the crowd, crowd need these kind of players to decide to entertain them. I, I love kind of listen. Gavin White was one of my favourite players at Cardiff City. And look, he scored two goals last week for Hull City. You know, what I mean to win the win the game. I'm, I was delighted for him. You know what I mean? And 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 I, I so wish that he was playing for Cardiff because with them losing uh, Mendes Lang, there was an opportunity for him there to, to to go and play more football, play more games, and and, and show how good he was. But it wasn't wasn't to be. He's he's, he's gone there to get some games, and and, he, and he's shown how good he is because it's just cream always rises for me, and, mm. and he's and he's and he's he's he showed how good he was last weekend. At the end of the day, players got to play not just in the right position and be given a run of games. It's about tactics as well, and it's suiting yeah. certain players. Like if you're a winger, an out and out winger who likes to beat a man, and your manager plays long ball football to the lone striker, doesn't really suit your game, does it? No. Um, and like Craig says, Cardiff have got Murphy, Wilson, Ojo, Bakuna. You can only play sort of two behind that, behind yeah. them all. Yeah. And they need to pick the right two. And but what it is. Is picking the not just picking the right two. Is picking the right two for the right opponent. So Huddersfield, maybe Murphy wasn't the right guy. Maybe it was a Hoyler or a Bakuna, someone a bit more physical. Harry Wilson, even maybe who's got a bit of guile, um, rather than just beat a man. They needed someone with a bit of cleverness or a bit of physicality to to break 
the deadlock, but oh, yeah. should mention the keeper as well before we move on. Saved another penalty. Yeah. So that's three in three in a week. Well, no, he didn't save it, did he? He went wide. I was doing a show at the time, so I might. Yeah, he, he, he put it wide. I don't think he touched it. Wide, did he? I don't think he touched it. I don't think he touched it. Well, I'm going to say he touched it anyway. He uh, was in goal because I'm not. Yeah, he was there. Um, Rob asks, "Where's Lee Tomlin these days?" He played what for the 23s. He played. For, he played for the 23s the other day. And scored. I'm sure he scored. I watched. The, I watched. The, I watched him score a goal the other day. Mm. Could be a big player for Cardiff in the last running. Like if he gets himself get fit, yeah. him fit for the last five games of the season and the playoffs. Say if they were to get there, that could be a big lift for the squad because he is someone who can do something off the bench. Even if he has a bad game, he can score a free kick or he can do something a bit special, can he? Um, next up is Bournemouth, mate. Um, yeah, we spoke. Uh, obviously, they played. Yeah, they played Preston North End away. Um, sloppy goal. Steve Cook gave it away. You know, he should be doing better. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll be a little bit dis- disappointed with that side because they need to. They need to get more points to get in the playoffs. You know, I mean, Barnsley have overtaken them. Obviously, Barnsley could have gone even further ahead of them, which is obviously good news for um, for Cardiff and Middlesbrough that uh, Barnsley didn't. But yeah, Bournemouth need to get back in those playoffs because they've, they've underachieved this year because all the other teams who came down. Of uh, 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 solid in that um, in that top three at the minute. Uh, Craig says Smithy saved a penalty this week. Um, next up is Barnsley, mate. Unstoppable Barnsley, I'm going to call them. They they've had a player in my two up two downs for the last three weeks, I think, or two, certainly the last two. Will they have another one this week? Yeah, well, they had, they had seven wins on the belt, um, and then Barnsley, uh, Barnsley Derby was nil nil. So I think they were they'll be disappointed with the uh, with the with the midweek draw. But happy, you know, I mean, four points out, out, out uh, four points out of six side on the run they were having, another clean sheet as well. So I think they'll they can't win all the games. You know, I mean, they, they yeah. run the run, they run the runs phenomenal. They've got themselves in the playoffs. They've given themselves an opportunity to uh, to kick on. Uh, they play Bournemouth tomorrow, which will really test them away from home. But if they can come out with that unscathed, then they go to Wickham. Then they have that local derby against Sheffield Wednesday. The next three mm. games for Barnsley are massive games. Massive games. Uh, quick question on Barnsley, mate. Daryl Dyke is on loan from Orlando City. Uh, he scored three goals in four games. Is he proof that maybe championship clubs should look to the US for talent on loan or to sign rather than overpaying for Premier League for players who haven't made it in the Premier League? Well, listen, there's talent all over the world, which I think... Uh, Gets just um, overlooked, and I think that's the that's the thing for me. I think some clubs always look at side players who get released by Premier League clubs, and they overpay them and give them an opportunity because there's people in, in non-league football who deserve an opportunity. There's people in different countries who deserve an opportunity, and I, I think it's about the recruitment team getting that um, getting that job done properly. And Barnsley have brought in a manager for the MLS, which um, is proving to be a success. So you know, what I mean, he's brought the players with him. So. Here's another question, then, which I've just thought of. Um, and obviously, you, you know, you're involved with Black Diamond and stuff like that, so you've got a bit of an insight into this as well as an ex-player. Like, to me, a scouting team, there's no excuse if a scouting team is literally not scoured in the world. In 2021, when you've got the technology and live streaming and there's so many ways for you to study players' stats and all this stuff, to study players and watch players without leaving your house... There's no excuse for not checking everywhere to find young talent for your team, surely. Um, I, don't, I don't believe there is. I, 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 I do believe um, 
I don't believe there's enough people doing that job though, Sai, you know what I mean? One person can only look so many times and can only watch so many games in a day. You know what I mean? So for me, people need more people doing that job and, and looking in these different areas, you know what I mean? Because for me, look at the younger talent, look at younger players and then get them over as soon as you can and then work with them, work on them, give them that opportunity, you know what I mean? Because there's an opportunity of, of, a, of a... Dice could have come to England um, and not settled in straight away. It could have taken six months to adapt to the weather, to the lifestyle, yeah. to what's going on and that would have been... A, a different scenario where, and that might happen to somebody else. And, and I think teams are scared of that, of that, of that factor, uh, and it's mm-hmm. creating a problem and causing a problem. So they sometimes they stick to their own and um, and don't bother with these work permits. And obviously now Brexit as well. So Brexit's going to cause a problem with overseas players because of because of yeah. what's going on. So it's you know I mean politics again is going to have to get involved in football unfortunately, and that's this is going to cause problems. Yeah, Reese makes a good point there. He says it doesn't matter where the players come from. It's about finding a player who suits your style of play. Uh, sadly, Swansea are proof of this. They know what they need and they go and get it. And I think, um, you know... I totally agree, Sam. We've talked yeah. about Cardiff, we've talked about Liverpool, we've talked about Man United, we've talked about numerous clubs yeah. ignoring the issues that they've got, the glaring yeah. issues, where they, you know, like Cardiff not signing a right-back for so long. Yeah. Like, You've got to just look at the problem and address yeah. it. If you haven't got much money, address it in a cheap way. Go yeah. down to the non-league and sign the best right back in the non-league. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, well, you Reece, don't, you don't Reece, just ignore it because you Reece can't afford to. Reese is bang on. You look. You can go back to Swansea, and I'm going back to when to when I played that um, when they first brought in Roberto Martinez and the, and the other Spanish yeah. players. That they didn't care. They just they got them in because they were the best players at the time, and they wanted to go down a route of playing tidy football. And since then. If it wasn't for those players coming in, they would never have got that style of football because they've helped and they they, they, they made they made that possible. And those and Spanish players wouldn't have got the same opportunity in Spain in Liga. No, no, that's why they, that's why they came to England. So they came to the championship. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't even think it was a championship, was it? I'm sure it was it League Two. No, League yeah. Two at the time. Wasn't it? He makes Reese make followed up that point. He says a kind of scouting team. They signed Callum Patterson as a right back, um, and. Uh, Neil Warner, the lad can't cannot defend, so we'll try him up top. That like that is incredible to me. Um, yeah. You know they took a card for, took a long time to sign Keeper Moore as well. Um, yeah. Next up, Reading. Um, yeah, they've had a, obviously they had a good week. They've uh, they've had a few good uh, good games recently. They won the one three nil again Sheffield Wednesday. Um, obviously, it helped when Sheffield Wednesday had a man sent off straight away uh, for the penalty, and but then they blew them away second half side there. Couple of goals are scored. They created chances. Lucas Jow back in the goals, which is great for them. Um, and I'm, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but uh, it was a really good goal by uh, Yaidom. Um, yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was very good. He set the first. He set Lucas Lucas Jow's goal up as well. He, he just had pace to burn and, and create problems. He got brought off last couple of minutes, and he those those kind of moments you want to get brought off and have a standing ovation from the fans, but he didn't get that opportunity. No but, he, yeah, yeah. but he'll uh, he'll enjoy it and he'll move on to the next game and and cause problems. But he, uh, he had a, he had a great game. You just mentioned um, them just now, and uh, yeah. they are doing quite well. They're next. Yeah. Uh, they beat Middlesbrough two one. Then they beat. Uh, they drew with Blackburn one all. Four points from the week. They yeah. did all right. Yeah, Swansea. Listen, they've had a good week. They've had a really good week. They, they, they beat Middlesbrough. They got the job done over the line. Last 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 kick of the game with a penalty. Another penalty against Blackburn Rovers. They're just doing enough side to uh, to, to stay where they are. But for me, if they want to get. Um, they want to get further up. They've got to. They've got to win games. You look, Brentford are winning tonight, so it's going to put more pressure on them tomorrow. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be well, tough. We move it's, on, it's, we move it's on a battle. to Brentford, mate. No. It's a battle. <clears throat> Brentford yeah. play winning one 0 at the moment. Yeah, so obviously they're winning. They're, they're winning today. Um, Norwich beat them. Oh, they didn't play the weekend, so this is their first game. No, it's just a Norwich game in the mid- midweek. <clears throat> no, they didn't play Norwich midweek, did they? They played on the third. Oh, they of course, play. the third, yeah. So yeah. Brentford haven't played until... No, they, they were supposed to play Rotherham, weren't they? Ah, uh, of course, yeah. So, um, yeah, so they're winning at the moment via, uh, I think it was a penalty. So I thought it was the yeah, it was, yeah. I saw in the chat. Yeah, uh, next up, then, is Watford. Yeah, Watford beat Nottingham Forest 1-0. Uh, Good nothing result. in the game, very tight game, yeah, but another clean sheet side there. They just they've, they've got they've got a solid team. You know what I mean? They've got the spine of the team. is just it's just absolutely perfect. Hughes plays a huge role. Um, I, I love Sar on the wing. Uh, Semmer on the wing as well. Andre Gray, big fan. You know what I mean? Causes problems. Uh, Nottingham Forest just couldn't get couldn't create chances. Couldn't get the equaliser. And uh, and yeah, I think Watford are picking up a little bit. At the minute they've uh, they've won four out of the last five. The only time they lost was obviously the game which uh, was the trouble against Bournemouth. So um, yeah, they're in a good place at the minute. Yeah, they look like they're getting a bit of momentum, don't they, uh, Watford? Yeah. It'd be interesting. Looks like they might be the team to follow Norwich at the moment, but I'm sure there'll be some more twists and turns along the way, my friend. Um, yeah. Norwich just had the... Oh, no, they had two games this week or just the one? Just the one. No, yes, just the one. Um, the beat, yeah, the, the, uh, Saturday they beat Luton 3-0 very comfortably. Pookie scored two again. He's just he's on fire. And, 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 uh, and Tom Cal- Calwell scored as well. I'm a huge fan of him. He, he was in my two-ups last week. He... Uh, Listen, they're, they're a very dangerous outfit, and uh, if they don't go up this year, I'll be, I'll be very surprised. It'll take it'll take a massive, disastrous end of the season for for, for Norwich not to get promoted or win the yeah, league. Yeah, and I think um, I think they've had their wobble as well. Is the uh, the other thing like Sw- like you said, um, like uh, Swansea, it's kind of doing just about enough at the moment, and I think they've had a bit of a wobble. Norwich have had their wobble. Uh, Watford didn't have the greatest of starts, but are now really getting some momentum. Born Brent, uh, Brentford had a wobble, yeah. and they just haven't quite been able to get that same form that they had before the wobble, which yeah. I think is probably you know it's going to be out of those teams at the moment. I probably go with Watford. Um, next with them, um, Pookie he scored uh, eight goals in his last seven games. Um, Oh, it's nine goals, sorry, in his last seven games now because he scored two, didn't he? So, yeah, um, what a phenomenal player. Um, so let's move yeah. to the two two ups, two downs, mate. Why not? In the chat, let us know who's your two up and two down from the championship this week. Um, let's start with the negative. Downs, uh, who you got first, mate? Um, I've gone for... Uh, let me just get his name right. It is the centre-forward for Huddersfield and it's an all-goals penalty. I thought it was absolutely awful in a game where they really needed a win. You know what I mean? You made the keeper work. Yeah. made the keeper do some work and save the penalty. You know what I mean? You hit the target. You've got to hit the target. You don't get many chances in the game. And For me, when you've still got Fraser Campbell on the pitch as well, you've got to hit the target because you've got better players than yourself taking it. So, um, Yannick Sonogo gets my first down. Yeah, and I think as well as that it is the fact when you're playing a team which is banging form, you've got to take your chances, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and yeah, Cardiff weren't very good on the night, but they are one of the form teams at the moment, so it's take your chances. A penalty is it's got to be, you know, you've got to hit the target at the very yeah. least. Disappointing. Um, my first down is uh, Borna from uh, Sheffield Wednesday. thought it was a really silly sending off, needless. Uh, Obviously, gets a ban and, and all that. And Sheffield yeah, Wednesday, worried about them, mate. I gotta say, yeah, really totally agree. Uh, concerned with them. They totally agree. They look like they're dead and buried. Um, 
which I'm going to discuss a bit further in a minute. Um, who's your second down, mate? Uh, my second down is uh, Mr Ward, the referee between Swansea and Middlesbrough. I thought it was absolutely disgusting the way that he gave that dislike that goal. You know, I mean, if you if you aren't 100, percent you cannot give something that you that you you can't guess. You know, what I mean, at this time of the season, at these stages and these games, the fine margins, you start guessing on a football pitch, then we're in trouble. You know what I mean? Because I, I speak about not wanting VAR, and I don't. But when you've got a referee who makes an error that big in a football match, then something needs to be done about it because managers can't talk to referees. Referees should come out after a game and and and, and discuss why you give that decision. So you can get yeah. you can get questions on it because players get it, managers get it, and I think it's it's out of order. Because for me, he's made that much of a mistake. He should uh, he should be demoted this weekend because that was awful, really bad. It was it was not good, was it? Um, yeah. So I've gone for my second down, mate, um, and I don't say this with any pleasure. Sheffield Wednesday and Wickham, um, they're going down with a whimper at the moment. Uh, yeah. Wickham just don't look good enough, and Sheffield Wednesday, mate, they're bordering on disgrace for me. Yeah. Um, let's not forget they had those six points back, so it's not like the, they had six those six points deducted, and that's why they're struggling. They are down there because they have been dreadful, and yeah. some of those some of those players, uh, some of the people at that club need to take a long hard look at themselves because not good enough at all. Um, if I was a Wednesday fan, I'd be fuming. Totally agree. Um, so we've had a couple of people sending in their. their Ups and downs. We got uh, Craig says first up, good positive news about Soul Bamba. Cracking, good, uh, good shout, my friend. Uh, yeah. Matthew Angel says two ups, Kiefer player of the month, Mick McCarthy manager of the month. Don't want it, um, don't want it, don't want it, don't want that kiss. It's a curse. Mm. Leslie Leslie Coates says you can only hit the target in front of you, Andy. He also said earlier you could only beat what's in front of you. That's um, true though. You can only beat what's you can only beat what's in front of you. Well, I'm expecting him now to say the league table doesn't lie and then he'll got pretty much the hat-trick of uh, <laughs> cliches. Will says, uh, Tom Yang, my up, made his first team debut and didn't put a foot out of place. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, uh, and I've seen, seen a good tweet as well, Sai. It, uh, it was Tom's Tom's mum put a tweet out of, yeah. uh, of the whole family watching the TV and I thought that was amazing, by the way, because it's just something that my mum would do, so I, I loved it. Yeah, his dad's put... Um, a tweet out as well with the, 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 the shirt from the game all signed by the players and that which I thought was cool uh, Matthew Angel says two downs Joe Bent injury and save as handy that ref was way out of his league um, uh, Rob Boyle says Ma- uh, wish uh, Mick McCarthy didn't get manager of the month because it's a curse um, Ra- uh, sorry Reese. I'll come back to the questions in a minute yeah, so Wickham out of the death, but no disgrace, and that's why I, that's why I was separating the two. I said uh, Wickham just not good enough. Yeah, but Sheffield Wednesday for me, I think, go have a look at themselves. They've got to give their yeah. head a wobble, as they say. And uh, there's because so, some of those players are international footballers, so to yeah. be as bad as they've been is not good enough. So let's move to the more positive. Leslie Coe says the league table doesn't lie. Patrick, um, who's your first up, mate? My first up is Reese Norrington Davies from Stoke City. I thought his goal was outstanding. He played a one-two on the edge of the box with um, with the centre forward and just calmly put it in against Wickham. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And it's it's nice for young players to get opportunities and and to get goals as well. It's it's icing on the cake. Spot on, mate. I went with um, Maxime Bayamao of Coventry just because I love that finish, mate. 
the composure and the quality of it was superb. Uh, massive goal for Coventry to beat Derby, and and I just I'm been very impressed with the way they've conducted themselves over the season to be um, to be where they are, having come up with a very small squad, a very small club, not playing yeah. at home. I think it's good. So there yeah. you go. Um, second up for you, mate. Um, I've I've tried I've tried I've tried I've tried, but I, I can't see past Pookie because he scored another two goals at the weekend, and I, I've given him quite a lot. But when you've scored that many goals in, in so little games, so yeah, you've got to get nine the goals in seven. You know what I mean? It's it's listen. Without those goals, Norwich wouldn't be where they are. I and mean, you know, I mean, he has to keep clean sheets. But uh, we spoke about Barnsley creating chances. We spoke about other team creating chances. Norwich don't create that many chances. They just seem to score every shot. So it's 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 credit to the centre forwards that they've got. It's credit to him. Yeah. He was scoring goals in the Premier League last year. So I'm not surprised that he's um, he's scoring goals. I'm surprised he's still there um, and he's stuck by Norwich City. But sometimes people love football clubs and want to stay. And he's, he seems like he's one of them. Mm. I um. I was stuck between three three players for this one for for my second up, and Pookie was one of them. I I thought you might go for him, um, and then the other two was Lucas Jow has scored twenty one goals for Reading this year. He's been superb, been a real um, catalyst for what they've been able to put together. We talked about their their seasons have been very formulaic over the last couple of years. They start yeah. off like on fire, they go to pieces, then they have a little turnaround around Christmas. Then they sort of ease off into the summer. This year they've been pretty consistent all the way through. Um, and then Yaya uh, Dom of uh, Reading also, I thought his assist for Joe's uh, goal and his goal himself was superb. So I, in the end, I'm going to go with Yaya Dom, I think, um, just to give him a bit of recognition. Great shot. The strikers always get all the glory. Yeah, great shot. And then, uh, yeah, I thought uh, Yaya Dom's assist was superb and his goal was even better. So, um, we're going to finish off with some questions then, guys. Just so if you have got any questions, feel free to ask them. Reset went in just now, so I'm going to go back to that. He says, Andy, when the manager says a ref has had a bad performance, they get fined. Do pundits or ex-footballers get asked not to say anything or warned? No, no, listen, I think um, I think the good thing about it is, is freedom of speech. I think, um, I don't know why managers aren't allowed that, um, as long as they don't be... Um, uh, be uh, personal, you know what I mean. For me, I think they should be allowed to say about somebody's performance because if if you're allowed to say about your own team that, that Andy Campbell didn't play well today, I thought his performance was a disgrace, so I brought him off. Well, does he get a fine for that? No, he doesn't. But if I say Andrew Ward had a bad game as a referee, um, I thought his performance was disgraceful. I get a fine. What's the difference? There's no difference whatsoever. I've just changed the name. So for me, I think there's got to be some kind of leeway. It's such a grey area. Um, Pundits, uh, some of them are quite controversial. That they enjoy giving those negative comments. They enjoy pouncing on those um, and waiting for those moments of uh, of, of, of of poor officiating. But for me, when a manager, when a referee makes those kind of errors in a game, he deserves to stick all he gets. You know what I mean? Because how 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 we slept on that, on Saturday night is would be beyond me. <laughs> no, happy. Um... Going all the way back to earlier on in the show, Craig Sullivan said, um, on the 50th anniversary of Brian Clark versus Real Madrid, the atmosphere was electric, apparently. How bad would it have been if it was just an empty Ninian Park? Well, listen, I, I played uh, I played a few uh, reserve games and training games at, at, on an empty Ninian Park, and it was dull. It was boring. 
I didn't enjoy any one of them. You know, what I mean, I, I, the only times I I, re, I I enjoyed every game at Cardiff City when there was a, when there was supporters there because um, it didn't really matter who they were playing against. If it was a night game, it was always electric. You know, what I mean, under the lights was always amazing. On a Saturday, if they were playing the team who brought some a, a decent number of away fans, the atmosphere was amazing because of that. So, um, yeah, the games uh, anywhere, anywhere where I played uh, any kind of reserve team as a as a as an experienced player. Um, yeah, we're, we're horrific. I probably only got through it as a young player because I was excited to play at a big stadium for the first time, but that wears off after you've done it a couple of times. Yeah, 100%. Um, Lorna says the referees seem to be making a lot of mistakes lately, and I agree with that completely. The, uh, the standard of refereeing in the Championship particularly, but also in the Premier League, has been has piss poor recently. Yeah. It really has been bad. Um, I, think, I think VAR is to blame for that, and I don't mean yeah. VAR necessarily in any particular specific way just mean generally i think var has made referees lazy uh, in the moment I agree. not necessarily you know I agree. I agree i agree with that comment 100 percent. i also i also believe that the ref should be mic'd up so we can hear what's what's getting said what's going on because um i'd, love to, hear a, I'd love to hear a conversation between two officials saying you make it because I've not got a clue what's going on. You know what I mean? Because I'm not making it. I'm just not. I'm not making this call. You know what I mean? They've, they've both got to be aligned. Everyone's got to be aligned, and they're not. You can just tell that people are saying, "I think you need to look at that again." Well, if I've got to look at it again, you tell me it's, you, you you're telling me it's not a goal. So just tell me it's not a goal, and I won't look at it again. And we can get the game going through a little bit earlier. It's a shambles. The whole thing is an absolute mess. Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not. You can tell I'm not happy. Leslie says you look tired. You look, you look shattered. He says, "I look fresh as Daisy." <laughs> I've, I've got youth on my side. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, and schools and schools have been back all week as well. That, that's not putting yeah. me. That's put, not put me in a good place, by the way. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, just a couple of scheduling notes over the next uh, few days. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do a flash live wrestling show. Maybe I'm doing a wrestling show with Andrew. But um, I'm not sure if it's going to be live or recorded. If it's recorded, it'll be out Sunday morning. If it's live, it'll be out about 5, 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, Sunday, first episode of My Story featuring Gary Boatsy-Clark. He talks about um, some of the naughty things he's done. He talks about some of the books he's written and uh, kind of how he turned his life around. And it's a really interesting interesting discussion with a lovely man. And uh, I urge you all to check that out. That's episode number one of that. We've got... Uh, football agents coming up on that. We've got authors, we've got actors, we've got footballers, all sorts of stuff. Um, of course, we've got the Andy Campbell Football Show on Monday, mate. 7.30 kickoff. Who is yeah. joining us? Oh, listen, I, uh, I've been working on this one for a while, so I've got uh, one of my old partners in crime at Middlesbrough, Chris Freestone. Um, I learned so much from Chris. You know what I mean? I'm so excited because Chris has had a, um, had a very different career to uh, to the normal path of a professional footballer. He came into football late, as you know, I mean, you'll all hear on Monday. Um, but his, his rise to football, his career after football, working for the FA, um, being a manager. Listen, he's he's a very talented man. He speaks really well. He's he's uh, he's a funny guy, um, and he's just an all all round generally love, just a lovely fella. I, I really can't wait to speak to him because um, um, a little bit worried because he might have uh, he might have a few stories about me. But uh, <laughs> hey ho. Um, there was a question I just saw then. Leslie asked, uh, uh, "Why not find the ref if he gets a serious decision wrong, like the Borough goal, uh, just like they remove a red or yellow card to basically uh, correct a mistake? Like, why wouldn't you? Why can't a ref be fined? I think there's one problem with that: is players don't get fined for bad performances, 
or mistakes, they do get dropped mm. and they get criticised. So I feel yeah. like referees should be open to criticism from managers, players, pundits, as long as it stays strictly on their performance. I don't yeah. believe they should they should get any sort of fine if they mention the referees after the game. Because they get asked those questions. They have to do that media. They're not. It's not a choice. The FA and the football club yeah. tell them, you have to send someone for an interview after the game. Yeah. That's fine. But don't yeah. let them find me because I answered the questions. And this is, this is, this is, this is where I say for me that the referees are a team. Like the manager is a team. So the manager goes in the changing room, speaks to his players, then comes out and does his interview. The referees go into the referees room. So you've got a referee... Two officials, uh, two linesmen, or fourth, uh, uh, whatever you want to call them nowadays, so old, 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 old school linesmen, and a fourth official. So one of those four should come out and explain what's just happened on that football pitch. So if that's the fourth official, I don't care who comes out, but as long as he answers the questions which the reporter asks him. So the Middlesbrough game on Saturday, why did he give a free kick? He's able to answer it. You know what I mean? I'm not. Um, yeah. I'm not having it. Exactly. I, do you know what? We'll we'll do a we'll do a show we'll do a show on that side because I think that's uh, that it might be a good one. So we'll we'll do it. It's just today is obviously every other Friday when um, when when I don't have uh, that <laughs> makes me. She's been good as gold, by the way. So I can't really fall. I can't really fall. You don't even know she's there, mate. Yeah, I know it's great. But people people, people obviously know there. people obviously know that I'm not where I'm normally because you can't see yeah, this, can't see the, see the thing behind. Room. So. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I think um, I think it's a good idea. I'd like to I'd like to talk about it because uh, I don't really talk about sometimes the stuff that I've got very often. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to uh, people who ask questions. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll find a we'll find a slot somehow. Indeed, mate. Indeed, there'll be. Uh, you never know when um, when certain things happen later in the year. There might be things yeah. like weekly weekly question and answers and all sorts of different stuff. Little videos here and there. Yeah, let's find a slot. Podcasts. Maybe there'll even be like a podcast between me you and Kev one day. You never know. It's almost like there's things in the pipeline working that you just don't know about. Yeah. We'll wait and see. If I, if I ever launch the thing, that is, no, it's like waiting for me. <laughs> waiting for me could be like 2026. 20, it's because I, you know, I just, I'm not getting into it now. Uh, I worry <laughs> that, um, that, you know, I worry that people won't uh, You're just get worrying. involved. I You're worry. Just worry. Yeah, I'm, like things to go a certain way but um, guys thank you for joining us as ever yeah. uh, very much appreciated enjoying uh, interacting with you guys yeah, talking footy answering the questions and I, I always enjoy looking at the messages at the end of the show where you just all kind of say oh, you've enjoyed the shows which is always good uh, Donna Reese Gaz Matthew a few other people Gaz says he's uh, part of the nightly ritual Monday, Wednesday, Friday I appreciate that, mate. That's uh, yeah. that's hardcore viewing. That is. It is. Week. And you know really what, Sai? We, we need and we need it as well, you know, because we want we, we do this for, for for people and we want it to grow and um, you know, what I mean, for this for this show to get better. That that the bigger the show is, the better the guests. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think at the end of the day, the hardcore gets, viewers, the ones you. which um, these all these guys which I'm putting like up on screen now, and not in like I might miss someone or whatever, but I just generally mean all these guys and girls who watch every Monday, every Friday, interact with us, ask us questions, ask the guests questions. If we haven't got you guys doing that, then it's a whole yeah. different show. 
it's not the same show. Yes, we could still do the show and we could interview the guests and we can talk about the championship, but it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I agree. You guys. Um, last couple of questions. Lorna says, you guys need to do a live show where we can be in a live audience. That would be like a six-hour show. It would be. We'd have, to start, we'd, have, we'd, have to start like, we'd have to start at 5 o'clock. We'd have to. Well, there was talk a couple of weeks ago of doing like me and me and you do a show, and then me and Kev do a show, and then we finish with like the three of us doing like a little question and answer thing. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I'll be knackered. I'll be like (laughs) falling over by the end of that. (laughs) Leslie says, when you come to Middlesbrough, um, I when things go back to normal, basically, as soon as stuff back to normal, we're going to when when Boris when Boris allows it. Indeed, it's been a it's been a slow week. Indeed, GD Party says slow week, no football, but um, I think it's back to normal next week. So, Kelly says August. I don't know what she's referring to. Is that the the name of your new dog, Kelly? Is that <laughs> when your birthday is? I don't know. Yeah, I is think that when go, things I, go back to normal. I better not be August. I thought we were on, but I thought we were April. Is that when the Euros? Is that when the Euros start? Don't give me all doom and gloom now. No, that's it. No, that's next. That's next season, isn't it? August. Uh, I think she says things go back to normal. That'd be nice. It's my wife's birthday around then, and the Euros will be on as well. Where we'll be doing some some stuff. Um, Oh, Garen's just mentioned he needs to get a haircut. Someone asked a question. Get, I don't get know one who of mine. it was. Get one of mine. But someone earlier, right earlier, right right earlier on in the show asked. Have you noticed how all the players have all got fresh trims and stuff? How is that possible when all the barbers and haircut, uh, hairdressers are closed? And I you can't my, meet anyone. You can only meet people outside. So I how cut my, my own hair. I cut my own hair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these footballers are not cutting their own hair, though, are they? <laughs> I, I'm, no comment. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't like to. Uh, I wouldn't like to, uh, to, to say what's. Yeah, I wouldn't like to. I don't think it's a. You wouldn't like to imply that all these footballers are breaking the rules. No, I wouldn't like to, but I, I know, I know, I'm not, and I'm, I'm cut no. my own. I know. Either that's fallen out. I am, however, going to see my mum tomorrow for the first time in about eighteen months. And oh, nice. I'm quite excited. I like that. I like that. That's that's uh, that's emotional. That. Yeah, it is. It's going to be. Yeah, it's emotional. Good, have a nice day. And uh, we're going to end on that one. Yeah, look at like Enjoy. That. Your, look after your mothers and your. Wives and your girlfriends yeah. and everything. Happy Mother's Day to all those lovely mothers Indeed. out there. Indeed. Appreciate the women in your life. That's what I say. Um, we'll be back Monday. I'll be back tomorrow. Rob Boyle, live wrestling show probably. Keep a look out on social media. Spread the word. There's definitely a show out on Sunday. Maybe even two. But uh, appreciate the support, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great Mother's yeah. Day. But most importantly, be good. Stay safe. And we'll see you soon. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. 
Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Network.